It's longer time. Yay! Yay. Lager Time, Poems, Stories and Thoughts, by me, Paul Cree. Who else? Greetings, bonjour, what's happening? Welcome to Lager Time, Lager Lights of Lagerland Unite. I'm banging out the old football socks. On top of the ordinary socks, going for that extra layer of needed warmth for my feet. Yes, indeed, it's a wee bit chilly, but we're alright. Last night, I had a sharing of a drama and music project that I work on with an organisation called Dream Arts up in Westminster. The young guys presented the first half of a new show we've been making called The Big House up at Wildcard Studios just off Bond Street, which sadly will be no more by the end of this year. So last night was bittersweet for a number of reasons. But the guys did really well and it was a good way to end that project off for the year. Little bit tired, but proud. I really enjoyed that project and we've achieved a lot this year despite difficult circumstances. Yesterday morning, early doors, we were up on the 17th floor of Westminster City Hall presenting our project to the council who part funded it. Took a few of the young guys with us and they shelled it down, getting the council to rap the chorus of our songs at 10.30 in the morning. It was all quite surreal. Top marks to the City Hall Kazis, very spacious, and snazzy. Had to pay a little visit before we stepped up to the podium. I was impressed with the onboard facilities. After that we went and rehearsed all day and performed the sharing, so it was a long one, but worth it. Came back to Maidstone last night on my usual 10.25 train out of Victoria, but it was way more packed than usual. Must be Christmas party season or something. I like to do a little bit of writing on that one hour journey back but it was shoulder to shoulder. Alas, I was knackered anyway. So this week's offering, as mentioned last week, is another older story that all ties into this satellite story stuff. It was part of the CD Borderline show which I took to the Edinburgh Fringe in 2016 which if you're interested there's a filmed version of the preview for that show which I did at the Roundhouse in Camden on my YouTube channel. At the time that I wrote it, I was working as a teaching assistant at a primary school, large up Granton. I'd got in the habit of getting up early around 5, 5.30 and putting in half an hour or so of writing each day over a few weeks, which was how this story was produced. I remember feeling really proud of it and was probably the closest I'd got to telling the type of stories that I wanted to in the way that I wanted to. The language, the characters, the humour and similes and metaphors and of course the story itself which was largely true. I do hope you enjoy it. This story also got published in my first and only collection of poems and stories, The Suburban, which you can purchase from my website and probably Amazon or whatever. Also, please check out my EP, Toast in the Machine, streaming on all platforms, 
Thank you to everyone that's listened so far. So that's it for now. New story in the next week or so. Have a banging weekend, Paul. HMS Giza. So me and my best mate Rich are standing at the front of the ship, this pretty big decommissioned ex-Royal Navy destroyer ship called HMS Bristol. There's probably some proper Navy name that I should be using instead of front of the ship. Some silly Navy name like Shaft or something. There seems to be some wacky Navy name for everything in cadets, most of which I can't ever remember. Even the toilets are called the heads. Heads. Who comes up with this shit? Head has come to mean something a lot different now that I'm 14. Mind you, Rich reckons he got a blowjob once in the youth wing toilets off of Gareth's cousin. So maybe that's where the name comes from. Though he's probably bullshitting. Rich loves all this cadet stuff. I only joined because I could get in the football team. I can't get in at school. Right now, Rich is playing it cool, leaning on the edge of the boat, back to the water, one boot on the rails, taking it all in, enjoying it, smoking a sovereign cigarette, but I swear he's not taking it down. I'm bent over the rails, hanging onto the rails, shaking, looking down into the dark, murky water of Portsmouth Harbour, wishing that Triton or some other sea creature will burst about the blue and haul me down into a magic coral underworld where I'm taken captive by some buff mermaids who sing mad ten-part harmonies and hold me in a giant seashell next to some weird undulating plants. Away from all this embarrassment and all the wet prying eyes burning holes in the back of this shitty uncomfortable green uniform I've got on. I just got asked out by a girl who I thought yesterday, when I first stepped on this boat with all these other cadet kids, was about 17. Turns out, she's also 14, and she's a senior cadet. Whatever that means. Her name's Laura. She's got straight black hair and a bob and wears red lipstick, big brown eyes, smokes embassy cigarettes, and Laura is fit. She was fit yesterday, and she's even fitter now, and she just asked me out just now in front of all the other cadet kids on this big grey ass knackered looking navy ship stuff like this doesn't really happen ever problem is since getting on this boat both me and Rich have done well to assert ourselves as the geezers that we are and should be universally recognised as being letting these other cadet geeks know that we're no mugs we're alright but we've got a bit about us. Rich has even bought his Ralph Harrington jacket and he's wearing it over his uniform. If I had a Ralph Harrington jacket, I'd be doing the same. Just the day me and Rich were schooling some of these cadet melts about how to spot a fake Ralph. If there ain't double stitching on the label, someone's mugging you off. Letting these geeks know that we know about some real geezer stuff.
like football. Like even though Chelsea are from West London and Spurs are from North London, their firms hate each other and it always kicks off when those two play. Always. And how if you twiddle with a flame adjuster, you can turn them cheap fluorescent cigarette lighters into mini flamethrowers. Yeah, that's right. Geezers. At school, we can't really pull it off. We get called beavers and butted. But on this boat, we're like the flipping Cray twins. Most of these kids are pussies into sailing and that. But unless I step up and get off with this girl, who I really fancy, I'm about to blow all that hard work out of the water. Quite literally. Everyone is standing around looking in my direction, waiting for me to say something. Each one of these thoughts and feelings whizzing around inside my brain is like those gold envelopes flapping about in the final bit on the crystal maze and I'm the dickhead in the booth desperately trying to grab them all and hide them from view. Uh, I don't know, like, maybe, yeah, was what I came back with. Whilst immediately turning around to lean on the rails, feeling like an instant bellend, that feeling that only girls seem to have access to, switching it on and manipulating it whenever they want, as if there's an invisible red button in my belly that only they have the codes to. Rich asked me if I'm alright. Nah mate, I feel ill. I must be like, seasick or something. Seasick? This boat don't move mate. It hasn't moved in years. It stays in the harbour. What? Yeah, I know. But it does move a little bit, like rocking back and forth and that. Tides and that, doesn't it? I don't know, I just ain't feeling right. Richard looks at me and smiles. You're nervous, aren't you? No. It's alright, bruv. It's your first time, yeah? No. No. It ain't. You know it ain't. I told you. Loads of times, that girl, Louise, from church, remember? I got on her loads of times, mate. Frenchies and everything. I even got feel-ups after confirmation class once. Louise? Rich is grinning again, whilst pretending to rub a beard on his face. I don't know where this came from, but when someone says itchy beard after you've just claimed something and mimics rubbing their face as if there's a beard there, it means they think you're lying. It's really, really annoying. Nah, mate, it's true. Rich takes another drag on his cigarette. He definitely doesn't take it down. Look, just say yes and get off of her, innit? She's fit. Yeah, I know. But what if... What? What if what? What if I mess it up? You sure you've done this before? Yeah. Of course. Louise. Louise? Yeah, Louise. From church. Rich looks back away from me, towards the waiting audience, and I think he's rubbing his chin again, one foot on the rail, facing right towards where Laura is standing, making me even more nervous. I want to see what he's doing, if he's communicating to them or not, but that would mean I'd have to turn around. I hear a little giggle behind me. Must be that Steph girl who Rich hooked up with about ten minutes ago. She's mates of Laura, left her on the same cadet unit, ship, club, or whatever the fuck it's called. I peer back down into the water below. I've given up on Triton and the mermaids rescuing me. My only hope now is that if I look hard enough, I'll see my reflection and all of a sudden I'll have some deep poetic moment like in The Lion King when Simba sees Mufasa in the lake and some life-changing epiphany will take place and I'll finally get the courage to stop being a melt and grow some balls. I peer hard into the harbour water 
I'm a, I'm, I'm a bit too high up, really. The water's dark. Can't really see much. There's an empty packet of barbecue hula hoops just floating aimlessly. If that's a sign, I don't really know what it means. I don't really like barbecue flavour, though. I'll still eat it if there's nothing else in the multi-pack. Uh, the water's dark. Dark and pointless. Dark, pointless and wet. I swallow, hoping there ain't any food stuck in my brace. Wait, Rich, is she looking? Yeah, she's looking, bruv. They all are. Hurry up, man. You're making yourself look like a pussy. Just count to ten, turn around, bowl over there and do the business, son. Enjoy it. I remember my first time like it was yesterday. It's not my first. Louise, from church. I slowly turn around. I'm trying not to look at Laura and instead stare at the air beyond her like it's nothing. Like I do this every day. They're all looking at me. Must be like 15 kids here. That Steph girl goes, So you're going to go out of her, yeah? Yeah. Yeah, alright, I say. Tell her then. I turn my face towards Laura. If she's nervous, she don't look it. She looks like this is nothing for her, like she does this every single day. I catch her big brown eyes and I quickly look away. Yeah, I say. She laughs. Yeah, what? Uh, yeah. Yeah, I'll like go out of you, innit? You gonna kiss me then? I freeze. I spend so much time thinking about this sort of thing. Whole lessons at school spent rehearsing these very moments in my head over and over again. All the Laura's, Claire's, Emma's, Haley's, Rochelle's, Jerry Halliwell's, all the Spice Girls, and every other girl I've ever fancied, which is pretty much every girl I've ever met. Yet it sounds and feels so weird saying it, saying, yes, I will go out of you. And I start panicking, worrying that I have no clue what I'm doing or what I'm about to do though my legs are moving towards her and suddenly we're doing it and her lips are on mine and moving. It's a bit wet but we're connecting, it feels kind of good, bit messy, I'm not really moving my lips though, she is, shit, she's going to think I don't know what I'm doing, shit. I start moving mine and all of a sudden we start to sink like those weird pulsating starfish stuck on the glass at Brighton Sea Life Centre, this is actually alright, this is amazing, this is magical something, I'm getting into this. This is the best thing in ever. Fuck. No. I've got a boner. No. Shit. She's going to notice. Everyone's going to notice. I stick my bum out a bit and carry on. Just hang in there, man. Hang in there. We keep going. No one said nothing. I just try and concentrate on how flipping good this is. Eventually, we break the kiss. She slips out of my hold, but I pull her straight back into the embrace. Can't let these mugs see that I've got a boner. And plus, I want another kiss. The other guys are cheering. I go in again, feel like I know a little bit more about what I'm doing this time. Shit, this cadet crap ain't better or bad after all. We kiss a bit longer this time, and I have my eyes closed throughout. Wow. When we eventually stop, most of the other kids are slid away, off the bed or whatever stupid navy name they give the bedrooms. I kiss her again, and again. I can't get enough. As we're coming off the deck, Holding hands, a mate Steph hugs her, gives her £3.40 and two cigarettes. You win, she says to Laura, and they both share a joke about something. I don't ask what, I'm trying to be polite. We're an item now, she needs her own space. 
We say goodnight, I kiss her one last time by the kitchens, or whatever stupid navy name they give it. Rich then appears, smelling of Lynx Africa and cigarettes. Putting his arm around me, he goes, Well done, son. You've done it at last. Bit late to the party, bruv, but you made it. Yeah, man. I think I really like her. It's only a kiss, yeah? But I think we can let you in the big boys club now, mate. Yeah? Yeah? The big boys club? No, 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 wait. What? I was already in the big boys club. Louise. From church. It's longer time. Yay. Lager Time Poems, Stories and Thoughts By me, Paul Cree Who else?